You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 54 days away. 54 days away. It's so many days until I can use the holidays. No, not prepared for this. No, no, not. No, no. Aaron's happy with it. I mean, I love it. It's like endorphins for me. (laughs) What? (laughs) Aaron's Aaron's high on Christmas music. Don't don't mind her the rest of the show. I feel jolly already. Oh! <laughs> Ran out of gummies. QL Daily presented by BetMGM. And uh, I guess your favorite legal cannabis retailer, depending on what state you're in. Uh, it, yeah. <laughs> in for Eddie Gross, it's Chris Mack alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. Sean Zarillo of the Action Network joins us in 20 minutes to talk about Game 5 of the World Series. The Rangers close out the D-backs tonight. Our Lightning bets before we wrap up the show as well here in the final hour. We talked Thursday night football earlier, Steelers-Titans, but there are other games where we've got some line movement. Some of these may play well as teasers as well. Um, I want to start with one that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet as far as the game specific. We've talked plenty about because of the trade deadline and the Cardinals dealing Josh Dobbs to the Minnesota Vikings guys. Um, that maybe the Vikings, and look, they're sitting in playoff positioning position right now as the seventh seed in a really ugly NFC playoff picture. Uh, but they're headed to Atlanta this weekend. Doesn't sound like Dobbs is the plan at quarterback this week, which is kind of strange to me that they wouldn't just throw him right in and let him take over, but that's not the plan. Sounds like it's Jaron Hall again against Atlanta this weekend. Um, and that line has moved from Atlanta by four and a half all the way up to five and a half in most spots now. So Atlanta laying five and a half, but at home, Minnesota with the hope of a new quarterback on the horizon, Joe, but it looks like not playing yet. That's the part that gets me about this one. Like Atlanta in an odd number to to move to five and a half too here. Um, I, I don't understand why the Vikings aren't just throwing Dobbs in there and seeing what they can get out of them now. I am trained to not believe anything coaches are saying. So what I'm hearing on a Wednesday morning, 
I don't know that I'm going to buy into all that. It would not surprise mm-hmm. me if Dobbs is out there, or maybe there's going to be a short leash in that game. How long was Dobbs in Arizona before he was starting game one? It was maybe a week or two. That trade yeah, happened days, right I before think. the season yeah. started, right? So mm-hmm. Dobbs has dealt with this in the past, and he has better weapons. It wouldn't surprise me if there's some sort of a change or it's maybe he ends up being a second half guy that they go to. And that's a situation where maybe you live bet. If you see that they make a switch and Dobbs, Dobbs is the guy they'd obviously be trailing in that game. Uh, that That's where I would go with those weapons. Uh, maybe it's a wait and see. O'Connell doesn't want too much, put too much pressure on him. Let's see if he can get up to speed with everything that they would want to do in that matchup. Uh, but yeah, I'm also surprised like, Dobbs could handle this, especially with Hawkinson and Addison yeah. and, and everything they've got going on there and a terrific play caller. So I am surprised because by making this midseason move, it told all of us, Aaron, that the Vikings are not tanking. They're not giving up on this season. And, you know, I've been pushing against it. I thought it was a foregone conclusion that Cousins is gone. Maybe that era is not completely over. Yeah, I thought it was going to be over and they weren't really going to try. I mean, it seemed like they weren't destined to make the playoffs. And it was a shame because they had just started to kind of get things all together. And then it was just one thing after the other for Minnesota. I'm still scratching my head about the Dubs signing. And just knowing that Kevin O'Connell was a quarterback, was a quarterback's coach, I'm intrigued to see what happens with this connection and maybe you're right maybe he will be out there and maybe they just don't want to put all this pressure on him see how quickly he can learn the playbook and what progress they see from him this week and maybe they will change their mind so I'm going to stay away from betting the spread right now maybe this is more of a props game do we know is it going to be Heineke who's starting on the other side Um, a lot of question marks all the way around in this matchup they said right after the game that Ritter is still their guy. Heineke said the same thing. Arthur Smith said this, that as well. So they obviously got together and said, this is the plan for the post game. We're all going to say this, but maybe we'll start to get some information. Was he really injured? Was he really cleared? That's all up in the air. Do we have to have an NFC South champion? Can't we just relegate the I don't entire division this year? I don't want I mean, that. I don't can, Alab- can Alabama still win the NFC South later on BetQL Daily? Um, the other <laughs> side of this thing, and, and this is the most Josh Dobbs has ever been talked about, uh, but Arizona <laughs> now <laughs> with, without a quarterback. Um, and Cleveland laying eight at home against the Cardinals. You got the whole traveling east thing with the Cardinals. You got the quarterback change. You got the fact that the Cardinals are the Cardinals. I don't think we see Kyler Murray this week. There's always that outside chance. I don't know. This seems like a great teaser spot. If I could tease Cleveland down to to just lay two, I, there's no way they beat Arizona by anything less than a field goal. Um, low total on this game, too, 37 and a half, Joe. Did the Cardinals freak out when they won a game? Oh, my God. We might not, not get the number one pick. It's a one-game gap between them and a handful of other teams. Uh, for that worst record. It feels like they did. Like, what do we do? Um, bench Dobbs. Uh, get him out of here. Okay, we can't bring Kyler up. What about this Clayton Toon guy? Let's just go to him. He's probably the third best quarterback on the roster. Let's make him number one. That's what they did this week. Like, they benched Dobbs before they traded Dobbs. 
did Dobbs deserve to be benched? Well, his, his play wasn't what it was in the first few weeks, but that was kind of expected. Your point about teasers. Yes, if you follow the numbers, there are a lot of spots. Low totals and the point spreads are sitting in ranges that we really like for teasers. Very short favorites, so you take the dog and you move it through the three and the seven. But like I, I'm thinking about what we're going to see on Thursday. Do you trust all of these backup quarterbacks to get teasers home? That's mm. the part. One, like the numbers might make sense with to- a game with the total in low 40s, high 30s. Numbers-wise, it makes sense. But you get one blowout the wrong way, and it could throw your entire teaser out of whack. I think that's the challenging part this week. Once we figure things out with the quarterback situations, okay, how much do you trust it? How much do you trust mm-hmm. Levis to cover the eight and a half if you're going to start a teaser with that Thursday game? It's a good point, and it kind of has me thinking uh, for our Friday best bets. I might be looking at a lot of offensive players, specifically on the Cardinals' unders on their props because against this Browns' defense, I feel like a lot of guys might be going under. Or with any of these unknown uh, quarterbacks that might be starting, uh, once we know for sure, I'd be looking at some unders probably prop-wise. Yeah, that's that's a good idea because it, it, you know the what's, what would you say the total is on on Steelers Titans as an example? Oh, thirty six and a half. Oh my yeah. goodness, disgusting. I, I mean, yeah, that's the, that's in line with the rest of the week, guys. The Big Ten West. Yeah, yeah, you're look, right. That's, look, that's thir- thirty seven and a half. Minnesota, Atlanta, Arizona, Cleveland, Giants, Raiders. Uh, thirty nine and a half. You got Rams, Packers. My God. This is terrible. Jesus. Uh, I mean, it, I mean it, 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 it kind of follows what we've seen this year. Scoring's down. We've yeah, got fewer touchdowns. Like, uh, Scott Hansen, I think, could probably take extended meal breaks on red zone some weeks. Like, there's just Good. There's not <laughs> as <laughs> there's not as much action. And you, you get to a week like this, and all of a sudden, you know, when we see 36 and a half, like, what's the big – the only team that I've seen routinely hit – the upper 40s and 50 in totals is Miami and what to a lesser the Chiefs will still get you close to fit and those two playing each other over in Germany on Sunday morning that totals at 50 and a half you know you'll see the Bills occasionally depending on where they are Mm -hmm. and who they're playing get to the upper 40s 50s but it's like we've taken the offense this week and basically funneled it all into two or three games right like I mentioned yep. Chiefs, Dolphins, we got Bills, Bengals, um, Cowboys, Eagles to a slightly lesser extent. And then you look around and I mean, Colts, Panthers, 44. I'll have the under, please. Like Bucks, Texans, that one's at 40. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of ugly to- Rams, Packers is 39 and a half. Um, Vikings, Falcons, we mentioned that one. There are some, there this is going to be an ugly weekend of football if you like offense. Yeah, it's so you get three great games, and that means you've got six top level teams, top one, yeah. two tier teams, and so everybody else has to play somebody. And so that's <laughs> why the other games are a lot of trash. But that's okay. I'll deal with that to get potentially three great matchups: Dallas, Philly, Buffalo, Cincinnati. The other part of that conversation with teasers is typically you want those low total games. And you don't want to look at the high total games. However, 
the high total games, I'm telling you, oh, Chris, you know what, though? I know we're not supposed to put high total games in teasers, but you can tease Buffalo to plus eight and a half. You yeah. can tease Miami to plus eight and a half. That's tempting. That's tempting because those teams, they have enough offensively to, of course, stay in those games. You can tease Dallas to plus nine, but remember the last time mm. they faced a good team, what happened against San Francisco. Yeah, that, I don't that, trust that, that one. Gonna be tough. That's going to be tough for people. I mean, I yeah, kind of like breaking the rules and living on the wild side, though. It sounds you know. kind of fun, those, those two you uh, threw out there. <laughs> I, I'm not touching Dallas with with – uh, so anybody mm-hmm. else's bankroll, like let alone my own. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not going near that thing this week. That game as a whole is just. I'll I'll sit back with the popcorn, like one of those memes, and sit there and watch it. It'll be fun to see what happens. Do the Eagles continue to find something? Does AJ Brown hit his 125 yard mark? Does Dak melt down and become Dak? A, a ton of great questions. <laughs> ton of different angles to that game to watch for. But I'm not betting on anything. That game is a complete and total. It could go anywhere. Absolutely anywhere. So the interesting part to me is when you set preseason point spreads for every game on the season before the year starts, this was what? Philly minus three. On the look ahead last week, it's Philly minus three. Right now, it's Philly minus three. This is always what the line was going to be. It is rock solid. And to your point, if we get a final score where the Eagles win by three on a Jake Elliott kick, I don't think anybody would be surprised. Like, so I understand from that perspective. Uh, these two, two of the three, what we think will be strong matchups this weekend. Dallas, a team that punches down, a team that smashes the teams they're supposed to beat up. But when you raise a level of competition, they've had their issues. So is that going to happen again? Same can be said for Miami this year. When they face bad teams, average teams, kill them. Straight up against the spread, destroy them. And then when they face those top playoff teams, the title contenders, they are nowhere to be found, like in that Buffalo game, right? Uh, So – Those two teams have a lot to prove, and that's why uh, they're the short underdogs this weekend. So no Dolphins teaser? I mean, you can. (laughs) You can. I'll be on Kansas City minus two and a half with Brad. Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah, this is is too rich of a bounce-back spot for the Chiefs. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Mahomes is healthy, over the flu or whatever. Kelsey probably flies Tay-Tay over to Germany to hang out with him for the week. It's 4-0 when, when, when Taylor Swift shows up to games. I mean, this is, this is everything the NFL wants and more, by the way, from a publicity perspective. The chance to have Taylor Swift all over everybody's televisions at 10 in the morning uh, on an international game. Oh, my God. They can't wait for this thing. Uh, but as far as the line goes, yeah, this is a She's going. spot for the Chiefs. She's going, right? It has to. It's an right? island game. Yeah, everybody's going to wake up. Oh, an excuse to go to Germany. I think she's going to be there. What if that's the reason they're traveling late in the week? Get Tay Tay all set up. For oh my Forget- gosh! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Accommodate her <Man>. schedule. <laughs> yes, yeah, maybe. That that you know just- what? Then you give me a Dolphins win, and we can start the wow. Taylor Swift distraction storylines. I'm here for it. I am here her- for it. 
Her international tour starts November 9th in Argentina. What if she cancels mm. the tour so she can just be with Travis all the no. time? No. She oh, can oh, do oh, what oh. she wants. <laughs> the Swifties will be fine with it. It was. I oh. still. I still can't believe that Chiefs Vikings game. Watching that game in Minnesota and seeing the Swifties get Vikings jerseys that were at the game of of Swift. Like no, she doesn't want the Vikings to win. I understand you're a Vikings fan, but why? Why? They're a different the, breed. The first time can she cancels a show to go to a Chiefs game, the Swifties will turn on Kelsey so fast. It'll get ugly yeah. <laughs> real quick. Game five, World Series tonight. Game four was, speaking of ugly, last night. Can the Rangers close it out tonight? We ask Sean Zarillo of the Action Network next, right here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Download the BetMGM app today. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Please gamble responsibly. And now Simeon crushes a ball. Back to left field. Gurry out of the wall. Goodbye. It is a route in game four. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Unless you had some sort of prop or something you were waiting on, you didn't really have to stay up late for that one last night. It was over early. Uh, The Diamondbacks make it look not quite as ugly with some late offense, but it was all Rangers early as it has been in this series so far. Three games to one, they lead now, and they look to close it out in Game 5 tonight in the World Series. Welcome back into BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. I'm Chris Mackin for Ed Egros. The rest of the week alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth, of course. You can listen to us live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network and inside your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. Download it today and take us with you wherever you are going. Here to talk about Game 5 tonight and where we go from here, if it's just one more night, maybe more, Sean Zarillo of the Action Network. Good morning, Sean. I'm asking everybody this today because I've already been barraged by Christmas music on November 1st. When is the right time to start listening to Christmas music? Oh, uh, you know, my wife would say that it's today. Uh, we, we have a 12-foot skeleton oh. outside of our house that I don't know if we're going to uh, take down. We might just transition him to uh, a Christmas outfit at some point. So uh, debating when Halloween ends, I think, is the same debate as when Christmas starts. But in my house, it might just flow right from one holiday into the other. So uh, Halloween, my favorite time of year, my, my favorite holiday of the year. Uh, so I, I'm still in Halloween mode for the moment, I guess, until this weekend when, when Skelly may have to uh, meet his end. So we're just <laughs> skipping over Thanksgiving. Like Thanksgiving doesn't get that respect, even though meal-wise it's the best holiday. 
by far, and it's not mm. close. Like we're just we're totally eliminating November slash Thanksgiving. I find that interesting. Oh man, so he's dealing with the same stuff. All right, all right, Sean. What about uh, World Series? Before we get into the betting angles, that's what people are looking for today because it might be the last baseball game of the year. Uh, just uh, big picture before we get to the betting. Did you think we'd be here? Texas three one. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not super surprised. Uh, you know, my my pick before the series was Texas to win in six. I thought this series would get back to Texas. You know, I thought the over five and a half games was probably the right call. Uh, the market moved pretty aggressively towards the Diamondbacks yesterday, and I bet on the Diamondbacks at plus money when the line opened, assuming Garcia would be out, assuming Scherzer would be off the roster. Not that the Scherzer news affected yesterday's game, but it did certainly affect the series price, because once those guys were officially removed from, from the roster, the series price dropped from about plus 250, plus 240. Offshore, it went all the way down below plus 200. So there was substantial action that came in on the Diamondbacks after those you know injuries were officially confirmed. And then even last night, after Game 4 ended, the Diamondbacks reopened around the betting market at plus 900. And I make them about 11% from this point forward to win the final three games of the series, which is about plus 900 implied. Uh, sorry, plus 800 implied. So you could have gotten, you know, about a 1% edge on Arizona last night. I would have wanted something closer to 10 to 1 to bet them at this point. But really, the Garcia and the Scherzer injuries knocked down Texas's series win probability by about 3% for me. I would have had them at around 69 or 72% heading into game four with a 2-1 lead, assuming Garcia was still playing, I made them 69% for the series, so lowered their series win probability by 3% after those injuries. So I'm not surprised that Texas has a 3-1 lead. I'm not surprised that, you know, they're, they're trending towards winning the series, but Arizona did need to win that game last night, in my opinion, and needed to get deeper into that Texas bullpen in order to give them a real shot down the stretch. I don't, I don't think with the way the bullpens played out last night, it was really favorable to the Diamondbacks' chances whatsoever. Uh, you know, they're they're kind of coming into game four with Thompson and Ginkle and Seawald. They're high-leverage guys, but the bridge to get there is really tired. And I thought there was a chance that Arizona's bullpen would be in better shape than Texas's headed into game five, especially with the Scherzer injury and them needing to deploy the longer relievers and then Heaney getting moved up into a rotation spot where John Gray may have ultimately started game four originally, uh, you know, Texas is kind of in a better position than I anticipated at this point, not only in terms of the lead, but also the, the bullpen rest stuff. And uh, it, it's, uh, you know, the, the Garcia injury can't be overlooked. Uh, you know, Arizona is still not out of this series, I think, because of that, especially with the pricing. But at the same time, I don't think the bullpen played out very favorably for them in game four. And Zach Allen really has not pitched very well in the playoffs. He's been walking a ton of guys, and I think he just looks worn down after a long season. Yep, and Gallon on the mound tonight versus Nathan Eovaldi. This is going to be an interesting matchup. Looking forward to tonight. Depending on where you do your shopping, you can find different numbers on the run line. Um, and then, of course, this total locked in at 8.5. What do you like, whether it's the run line, total, props? Where do you have your eye, Sean? So no bet for me on a cider total yet for this game. Now, I do like... Uh, being able to look at rematches in the baseball playoffs because same starting pitching matchup, right? Same team moving to a different venue, but you really only have to adjust the game one closing line by about seven or 8% uh, 
relative to adjusting from one part to another. The one thing that we do have to analyze a bit differently is the bullpen rest situation relative to game one because both teams had two days off before game one. And then also the Garcia injury. He's not in the lineup. But Texas essentially closed as 60% favorites, roughly minus 150 consensus odds for game one. Arizona roughly plus 135. And taking that 7% adjustment, right, from Texas being home to Arizona being home, 8% adjustment, you would expect to find Texas around minus 110, minus 108 to minus 112, somewhere in that range, assuming Garcia was still healthy, assuming the bullpens had both had two days off coming in. Obviously, you have to adjust slightly for the Garcia factor and for the bullpen rest factor, but even still, you're seeing the game lined roughly around a pick So I do think uh, it sort of indicates that, you know, the, the market has not uh, over-adjusted or under-adjusted with the Garcia stuff. I think it is properly lined based on where you would have expected everything and based on where the game one line closed. The one thing that is a little bit interesting to me is the total because the total in game one opened at eight and a half, went down to eight, ended up closing at eight and a half. And Arizona theoretically should have a park factor. That's about 3% higher, 5% higher than the park factor that you have in Arlington hasn't necessarily played out that way this year, but based on the past three years, four years of data, that is the number that you would put between the two parks, about a 3 to 5% upgrade going from Texas to Arizona. So I would have assumed that total would be closer to 9 rather than 8.5, or at least juiced up 8.5 minus 120. Again, the bullpens yesterday, too, kind of piling on to that fact where you're less likely to potentially get, you know, uh, a new pitcher every inning. You're, you're more likely to get one individual pitcher get hung out to dry at some point. So, I'd probably lean to the over in this game, if anything. I would also lean to Texas in the first five innings. I make Texas about minus 112 favorites the first five. I make the full game roughly a pick So seeing Arizona plus money for the full game, I want closer to plus 110 if I was to back Arizona today. But for the first five innings, if I can get even money, even minus one or two, minus three on Texas, that would be the direction I would go. I just view Nathan Evaldi as a better pitcher than Zach Gallon, And as I've said, I think Gallon is just really worn down by this point in the season. His numbers in the playoffs have been pretty discouraging. He's been walking a lot of guys, some of them intentional, you know, not actually intentional walks, but like intentionally pitching around Bryce Harper, pitching around Corey Seager. But at the same time, his stuff just isn't really up to where it was earlier in the season. So, I'm lower on Gallon, and I think because of that, Gallon under 15 and a half outs tonight is the one bet that I've placed. This opened at minus 150 last night. You can find closer to minus 115, minus 120 right now. Diamondbacks did use virtually all of their bridge yesterday, all of their bridge relievers. They saved Ginkle, they saved Seawald, and they saved Thompson. Thompson's capable of going two innings. So even though they really only have three guys who are fully rested back there, they kind of have four innings worth of usage amongst them in addition to whatever levers they decide to throw in. So Gallon to finish with under 15 and a half outs tonight is the one bet that I've placed. Not necessarily like the easiest thing to predict. I mean, pitcher usage in the playoffs is, is very uh, nuanced, right? And it's very much a game flow thing. But I think the Diamondbacks with their backs against the wall, I think you're just going to see, you know, Gallon less likely to pitch through trouble. And he's been in a lot of trouble through these playoffs. So, him getting that extra out in the in the sixth inning just seems less likely than normal tonight. Beck QL Daily.
right here presented by BetMGM on the BetQL network joined by MLB handicapper Sean Zarillo of the Action Network. So uh, this isn't fair, Sean, but I'm going to ask you anyway. I'm going to ask you to kind of project based on a projection, a double projection here. Let's let's go down the path of Arizona wins game five and we're headed back to Arlington for game six. How do you suspect, and, and uh, it's impossible to predict how that may happen, right? Is it is it Gallon, you know, pitching over uh, the projections? Is it, you know, is it an offensive game in the Diamondbacks score late against the Texas bullpen? But let's play it out and say Arizona gets it back to 3-2 and goes back to Arlington with a chance. Where do you, where would you see value in that situation as we head back to Arlington based on how you would suspect things move at that point? Yeah, so if, if Arizona's down 3-2 heading into Texas, uh, I would make them about 19% to win the series. So they're basically playing for about 8% of their series win probability tonight, even if they win. Uh, obviously, if they lose, they have lost 11% of their series win probability. It would be at zero. But I would make them about plus 425 to win the series if they win tonight. So if, from that point forward, if you could get about plus 488, you know, plus 500 or higher, even plus 475 on Arizona, down 3-2, I think that's a solid price to jump in on. That would essentially be your two-game parlay at that point for them to win. The one piece of advice I should always mention, too, at this stage, since Arizona only has one way to win, right? They would need to win in seven games. Sometimes at the same book, you know, you'll see you'll see books price out these exact result props, so you'll still have Texas to win in five, Texas to win in six, to win in seven, but you'll also have Arizona to win in seven games. And sometimes it's rare, but sometimes – the Arizona to win in seven prop is a different price than the Arizona series money line. So whether you're shopping around or where you're shopping around for these props, always make sure to find a, another option that sort of matches the same outcome that you're already betting because you might just find a better price. You know, the, the books last night, like I said, opened up Arizona plus 900 to win the series. And as those markets adjust, sometimes the books have to adjust all of the lines manually. So if you see them knock it down to plus 850, you may still be able to go to that exact result prop and find them at plus 900 because they haven't adjusted that yet. So my advice, always look for props that basically express the same outcome that you're already betting. But, yeah, if we're, if we're headed back to Texas uh, Texas with a 3-2 lead, I'd probably want about plus 475 to plus 500 to bet Arizona at that point. I think Brandon Fox is going to give them a big chance in Game 7. We saw Brock Burke get added to that Texas roster. John Gray, I would assume, would be saved for Game 7. Uh, against Arizona if they can. Uh, but even there, you know, I'd only make Texas about 54 55% in game six and game seven, respectively. And when you're adding in 4% for home field advantage, there's really not a huge difference there between these two clubs. So Garcia injury, I think, was massive. It really brought the power discrepancy between these two teams very close and much closer to even. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seager playing out of his mind right now certainly doesn't help things. But, yeah, I think Arizona with fought in a game seven certainly has a big chance. And we already saw Merrill Kelly pitch really well in this series. So I would not carry to count Arizona out, you know, and if I had no bets on them at this point, I'd have no problem taking plus 900 on them to win three consecutive games. I think the math certainly expresses that they have been sort of undervalued throughout this series. And, you know, the, the market dictated that they certainly were last night, even though the game didn't play out that way. There are already some sports books willing to post 2024 World Series odds. Uh, will you be making any futures bets this year? Are, are you a guy that is going to try and jump free agency and all that? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I have, uh, you know, it's not in my Action Network app. It's not officially tracked, but I have a Rangers feature at 50-1, to 1, you know, in one of my accounts. And it was placed three days after they signed Jacob deGrom, knowing full well they were going to continue to target free agents. I was never able to track it because our software didn't have 2024 future odds yet in it. So by the time, you know, I bet it, uh, the numbers were gone. But, yeah, I'm always looking to sort of front-run free agency, figure out which teams might be willing to spend money. Uh, you know, I go back to the offseason when the White Sox signed Yasmani Grandal, and it was just like it was evident the teams that were going to spend money, the teams that weren't, and I bet on the White Sox at a huge number even before they started investing in free agents. So sometimes you can tell the teams that are ready to invest like Texas was last offseason. Sometimes you'll see them start to invest, and the prices may adjust at some books, but may not at others. And I was able to hang or able to catch sort of a, you know, a rogue 50-1 to one out there on the Rangers at the point that it, they'd already spent a half billion dollars in free agency on, you know, DeGrom and Semyon and Seeger the year before. So it, it, uh, it was very apparent that Texas was serious uh, this offseason. And if you can figure out the teams who are going to spend money, I think you can always find better numbers earlier in the, the preseason than you will, you know, by the time the season starts. I mean, the Texas numbers couldn't have been higher than 25 or 30 to 1 by opening day. So, yeah, if you're, if you're able to pay attention to free agency, pay attention to which teams, you think might spend money, you can always get pretty fun numbers, you know, 80 to 1, 70 to 1, 50 to 1 on some of these teams who were last place in their division in the prior year. Great stuff, Sean. We appreciate the time. Looking forward to game five tonight and seeing if the Rangers can close it out. Sean Zarillo of the Action Network, who will be driving down the highway listening to Jingle Bells later. Um, perhaps, perhaps Joe and I won't be. Uh, our lightning bets, though, we do have those. Those are next as we get ready to wrap things up here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Sports bettors, wrap up your day with BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Starring Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew on the BetQL Network. GM. Download the BetMGM app today. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Please gamble responsibly. Chris Mack in for Ed Egros alongside Joe O and Aaron. Right here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network. You know you can watch the show as well on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL, or on YouTube on the Odyssey Sports Channel. Game 5 of the World Series tonight, some of the most bet player props right now. Zach Gallen over 4.5 Ks, that's plus money as well, plus 110. Zach Gallon over 15 and a half outs, plus 105. You just heard wow. Sean Zarillo of Action A lot Network. of Gallon love. Yeah, uh, telling us maybe not on those. Nathan Avaldi over four and a half strikeouts at minus 105. Corey Seager over half a walk. That's plus money. And Corey Seager over half a home run. So Corey Seager to homer is three to one. I mean... The way he's gone in this series, would it surprise any of us 
if he sealed the deal with another big night tonight? I don't think so. And the total, the total, you, you brought it up with Sean a couple minutes ago, Aaron. The total feels a little low on this one. Like, eh, mm. I don't know. Maybe Evaldi dominates and it, and, and Arizona doesn't do anything and Texas wins 7 nothing, and that's that. And we're all kicking ourselves in the morning, but I don't know. Uh, lightning bet time, though. Joe, what do you got for us? What are we doing tonight? Yeah, I don't like a lot of those uh, most popular bets, but... That would probably mean they're winners. The way my baseball playoffs have gone for me, it's like it's been challenging. It's been rough. I'm like, like Zarello, I was on Diamondbacks last night, and that thing was dead immediately. No reason to watch. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with the, with with the World Series game five. Might be the last game of the year. Couple intriguing angles. I I had gallon under 15 and a half outs written down before sean mentioned it so i'm glad that we're on the same page with that one so gonna make that play gallon under 15 and a half outs season on the line has not had a great playoff any sign of trouble he's out of there they're just gonna be scrapping just to live another day just to extend this series till later in the week so i i do think gallon's gonna get in trouble at some point against that lineup just like he, he has throughout the playoffs. So under 15 and a half outs, that's a pretty strong look. Uh, Eovaldi, a few different things I was looking at. You know, he's had five starts, and four of them, he's gotten a win. He is the guy that's going to be out there. And is Bochi going to think, hey, I got I to gotta pull this guy right now. We have to win tonight. No, no, they've got time. It's all right. If they, if they lose tonight, it's not the worst thing in the world. A win is plus 170 for Eovaldi. Like I mentioned, he started the playoffs with four wins in those starts. He's going to get his chance to go into the six, maybe even a little deeper in this game. And it just might be Texas takes over early and they run away. At plus 170, I think that's a ton of value. And a a longer shot bet that grabbed my eye. Eovaldi, eight Ks which he has hit three times in the playoffs, eight Ks, and you correlate that with a Texas win, it's 12 to one. I could absolutely see that happening, Eovaldi, with eight punch outs and, and Texas Rangers win tonight. He's been right there. Yeah. I mean, what, right. so it the, the Tampa start, eight Ks, Baltimore start, seven. So he, he just would have missed it if that were the number there. Nine in the first start against Houston. Only four in the second, but then, to your point, eight in the first start against uh, the Diamondbacks earlier in this series as well. So, yeah, that I like that K-prop. That's a good call. Aaron? So, I was looking at Rangers team total over four, and it is minus 125, and they've only gone over that twice against the Diamondbacks. So, <clears throat> I'm going to stay away from that, but I'm going to go with Rangers – Alt run line minus two and a half at plus two thirty. So I think this Ooh. is a good spot for the Rangers tonight. Might as well probably should go even, you know, better value, but I'll I'll stick with the minus two and a half. I'm also gonna go to some football. I was talking to Chris Mack about it. Is this gonna be a King Henry game? I say yes. His prop is at 72 and a half. Give me over the rushing yards with Derrick Henry against the Steelers getting in early on the Derrick Henry action um the Steelers (laughs) 
The Steelers, I, I don't have this week's up-to-date number, but I know going into last week's game before they they played Jacksonville, they, I want to say they were 28th in the league in rushing defense. Uh, Travis Etienne did most of his damage through the air. Uh, that one blown coverage where he caught the 50-plus yard, 56-yard touchdown pass, I believe it was, from Trevor Lawrence. Um, but he still got 70 yards, I want to say, on the ground. So... The Steelers have not been good against the run. A lot of that has to do with Cam Hayward being out most of this season. Uh, Brad Spielberger brought it up earlier when we talked to him, Brad from PFF, that Cam Hayward does have an outside possibility of being back this week. But I still don't like (laughs) the Steelers against the run. They are now – they actually improved somehow uh, in the past week. They are now 27th in the league against the run, giving up an average (laughs) – of 137 yards a game on the ground. Uh, no thanks. Uh, the Derrick Henry call is a good one, Aaron. Um, tonight, <laughs> game five of the World Series. I like Texas just on the standard run line, minus one and a half. It is plus 150 at Bet MGM. Not the same level of value that Aaron has found on the alt-run line, but I'll play it safe. I'll be a big baby. I will I will go with just the standard run line, minus one and a half at plus 150. Uh, kind of piggybacking off of what Joe said about Ivaldi and the K-Prop, I just like the over 15 and a half outs. Um, he's failed to do that just once this postseason. So mm-hmm. minus 115, uh, I'll still take it. And also at minus 115, game total over eight and a half. I think the Rangers score enough. I think the Diamondbacks, maybe much like last night's script, maybe come back and make it a little interesting late. Uh, I don't think we'll get the sort of explosion that we got from Texas early uh, again tonight. I think, obviously, Diamondbacks up against it will put up more of a fight, but I think we go over 8.5 on the game total in tonight's Game 5. And then, real quick, there are two teams in the NHL that love to score early, and they're playing each other tonight. The Sabres and the Flyers. And thanks to my man, I got to give him a shout out because he does tons of fantastic data um, on NHL totals. Chris Otto, at PSU Otto Mm -hmm. on Twitter. If you like to bet hockey, go find him. Uh, First period scoring in the NHL this year. Both Philly and Buffalo have scored in the first period seven of nine games. In fact, they've gone over a goal and a half in the first period. Seven of nine games. Both teams. So, uh, both teams are plus 115 to score in the first period tonight against each other. And the first period total of two is over at plus 105. So, I'll take those as well. Uh, Sabres and Flyers to both score in the first period and the first period total to go over two at plus money as well. Ball. Sounds like a lot of Rangers love tonight. A lot of Rangers love. I know. So I know. I'm gonna feel real dumb if I take the Dimebacks and it's seven to nothing after two innings again. Uh so instead, Ivaldi, he's been great this postseason. No knocking that. There are a couple Dimebacks hitters that have decent history against them. Guriel, uh three fifty and seven for twenty, two home runs, Tommy Pham, uh, who's been red hot. One for, well, one for three, but with, or no, sorry, three for eight with a home run. So I'll play both those guys' total bases over at good plus money prices. Guriel over one and a half total bases plus 130. Fam over one and a half total bases plus 140. 
But I will also say that it's not been the smoothest postseason in baseball for me either. And a couple uh, football bets for the weekend. Talk a lot about the overs or unders and the low numbers. One over I think is heading there is Washington, New England. Both these pass defenses are at the bottom of the league. I think we're going to see like a 300-yard game from Mac Jones. Laugh at me if you want. But then on the other side, the Patriots, they have not been a great passing defense either. Both like bottom of the league. So over 40 and a half, I will take the over there. And then you know where I'm going. Seahawks. Number got six. Oh, boy. It's six against the Ravens. And this is the Ravens are this week's hot team. Number one in DVOA. Best DVOA team ever. Blah, blah, blah. We've seen this movie before. Seahawks. Yeah, I'll be sprinkling the money line. But definitely give me the plus six. Yep. Yes. There it is. There it is. We knew he'd do it. All right, Jacob. Oh, Jacob. It's your turn, my friend. Um, so it's yeah, Jacob. <laughs> so just Jacob, my birth Jake, certificate. Thank you attention. very much. Uh, what about J- you prefer A- Jacob or Jakey? <sighs> Stop, Joseph. J-A-K-U-B? J-A-K-O-B? Jakub? Jakub? Jakub is bad. It's not bad. Former Flyers legend. Jakub. Jakub Hassan. Totally pull off a Jakub. A rebrand for the winter? Don't hate it. Oh, that's great. Beard out. Yeah. Could be, get into yeah. get real into <laughs> hockey season. Cap I'll just get real yeah. into hockey. That's what we'll go with. You just sit on the L. Just sit on the L by yourself. Just back and forth. Rocking back and forth. Hey. Back and forth. Homeless man. The, the, way, the way to get people not to talk to you on the CTA, you just got to look like the craziest one there. Bring a hockey stick on the L with you. It's not bad. It's not bad. Everywhere you go. No, legitimately, I had a friend real quick who worked at Trader Joe's. You know how Trader Joe's employees get box cutters so that, you know, the people on the train wouldn't talk to her? She started cleaning her fingernails with the uh, box cutter so that she would look like the craziest person on the the train. She was nuts. No, she she was fine. It was crazy. Wild move. (laughs) Got to respect it, though. Um, All right, I'm also on the Rangers. She wore a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. And a Hawaiian shirt from Trader Joe's. Got to do it. name tag? Oh, my God. Insane. Uh, Rangers on the run line. I love the Rangers night, too. I think it's over. Big game, Nate. Over four and a half Ks as well. I will also tell Joe and sprinkle the eight plus Ks there. Have to do it. The bonafide system play. Evan Carter over one and a half total bases. Marte, two plus hits to give the Diamondbacks some love. He's just been awesome. Had two more last night. And if you want to get a little frisky with it, Carter over bases, Seager over bases, and Marte, two hits is 10 to one if you want to do a little frisky little parlay and the just for funsies to close it out possibly the last of the season Seeger, there's a plus 420 out there which is insane and Guriel jr 820 is good history against uvaldi all right <laughs> thanks for watching and listening to beck ul daily today presented by bet mgm uh, for those listening up next jim rome for those watching on twitch and youtube stay tuned for the daily tip for frisky yakub For Paul, for Aaron, for Joe O, I'm Chris Mack. We'll be back tomorrow at 9 Eastern here on the BetQL Network. You've been listening to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.